How's it going, everybody? And welcome back to the Beso Profundo podcast. Gobble, gobble, gobble. Gobble, gobble, gobble. We just had Thanksgiving, so this one was, mm-hmm. this episode's a little funnily timed because obviously it's the album is what it is. Uh, Sam, what are we, what are we doing today? Today, we are doing one of my favorite albums ever. We are doing a Charlie Brown Christmas by Vince Guaraldi Trio. Yes. Yeah, uh, I say out of out of like our holiday episodes, like specifically for Thanksgiving, this was like the first one that like you came up with. You're like, oh my god, we have to do Vince Guaraldi Peanuts. I was mm-hmm. like, oh, yeah. I don't think I had ever listened to it before. Like, well, okay, not the whole thing. Like, select songs. Like, what is the what is that one track that's like basically just like the Peanuts song? Linus, and, Linus Lucy? and Lucy. Yeah. Yes, it's Linus and Lucy. So like, obviously, like you know, if you've ever watched the Peanuts. You've heard that song, so I was like, "Oh, okay. Oh, definitely. This one's a little. This one's a little familiar, but this one's kind of like, it's not like a complete Thanksgiving album, like you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Where it's like it has like Christmas ones, like Tannebaum and Drummer Boy and stuff like that. So I thought it was really interesting, but it also has like the Thanksgiving theme. So I was like, "Oh, okay, because okay, Sam." Christmas has its music, right. right? Like, what kind of artists do we listen to? Like, the ones that I put were Nat King Cole, Bing Crosby, Burl Ives, and Gene Autry. Oh, those yeah. are good ones. I also Nat- love Nat King Cole. He's fucking awesome. I want that album so bad. When when I worked at Barnes & Noble, there was, like, a cherry red Nat King Cole Christmas <gasps> album that I wanted. Oh. Oh. Like, the oh, vinyl it's- itself was red? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like the vinyl, instead of being black, it was red. Oh, that's sick. Yeah. Wow. Oh, my goodness. So it's 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 awesome. So Nat King Cole is fantastic. And plus, Bing Crosby, he's my guy. Like I I love everything that he's that he's put out. Um, and then Burl Ives, like Burl Ives is uh, he's the snowman in um, Rudolph the Red Nosed Reindeer. Oh my god, he is. Oh, mm-hmm. I always forgot about that. He's does he sing a uh, silver and gold? Yes, he does. Silver yep. and gold. That's mm-hmm. cool. Them and, and Gene Autry. Gene Autry has like like a higher sort of like I don't know like whimsical sort of vibe. So it's like listening to them for me like makes Christmas. Like right away, I was like, oh my god, if I I, I need to listen to them. So like, what about you? That's how I feel with Ella Fitzgerald. It was like. When Fantastic I choice. listen to Ella Fitzgerald, it is either fall or Christmas because she has some really great fall songs as well. She really does. I think I have like two vinyls of hers that I got. Mm-hmm. I, I don't know somewhere. I think it was like in a record store in like New York. But she's she's awesome. I love I love Ella. Beautiful oh, me voice. too. I think she, she also she also had some like really good songs with uh, Louis Armstrong. Yes, like the, the trumpet player. Mm-hmm. Awesome. Yep. Oh, I also love the Carpenters, Pentatonics, and Michael Bublé, the King of Christmas. Again, great, great choices. Mm-hmm. I, like I, I told you before the episode started, I don't, I've really never listened to the Carpenters, and I know that that's like a, they're very popular. I think I tried because I think the um because I used to be really into Doctor Who. Mm-hmm. I, I mean, I, I still am, but like I used to watch it like a lot. And then Matt Smith, who plays the Eleventh Doctor said that like the carpenters is one of his favorites so i'm like oh shit who's the, oh. who are the carpenters oh, yeah. i was like 13 i'm like who's the carpenters i have to know now mm-hmm. yeah and I, I yeah i tried and i was like 
I'll go back to listen to my pop punk. It's okay. Yeah. They're <laughs> definitely like old school, mm-hmm. like 60s kind of feel. But they're so good. But Karen Carpenter, the sister, her vocals are so good. And she's a kick ass drummer, which is also rad. Oh, shit. Yeah. That's pretty dope. Yeah. Okay. Um, the Pentatonics, though, I have been to, I think I went to, to two to two of their shows. I, I don't I don't know what the equivalent of like BC E and then you know current after current era like is with a uh, with Avi like mm-hmm. I went I went when Avi was still in the in the group and then I saw them again after he left and then he was replaced by God I can't remember his name but like there it's it's still like a such a great setup and like the hearing them do their like acapella christmas stuff like putting it all together like it's it's so excellent are they as good live as they are in the studio oh my god that must be a crazy good show it is it's it's really really good my like my favorite parts of it is um oh my god what are their names there we go mitch oh my god there we go okay mitch yeah i his like super high hit the ceiling vocals mm-hmm. are like they they blow you away Damn. just as much as they do on the album kirsten 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 yeah kirsten she has such a gorgeous voice yeah she does it's insane oh and then um that's his name matt matt sally yeah he's the he's the guy who replaced avi so, oh okay no. he's also very good Yes, they're awesome. I if you can go and check out a show, I so recommend it. But then, hell yeah, Mr. Buble himself, Mr. Bubbly, he gets the moms going. <laughs> he does. <laughs> he's super because du- he's so charming and he has a beautiful voice. I mm-hmm. oh, that's another one that I forgot to add. Seth MacFarlane in like the same. Oh yes. Yes, the same vein as uh, Michael Bublé, where he sort of has like the big band, like jazzy kind of like swing style. Mm-hmm. Oh my God, Seth MacFarlane has a gorgeous voice, and Him like and Liz Gillies or did a mm-hmm. yes, did like some Christmas stuff. Yeah. Yes, he, we they, wish you the merriest. It's so good. Wish you the merriest, the merriest, 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 merriest. Didn't we? We talked about that in our Nick and Disney Channel stars, didn't we? We did. We did because we talked about Liz. What is what episode was that? I'm having trouble keeping them straight now. Episode number four, baby. Oh shit! Okay, yeah, check that out. I really, I really, really liked that episode at the time, and I still do. I only, I only uh, remember that because I just wrote the blog post about it. Oh shit! That's on right. Our website. Yeah, baby. Yeah. We got a. Right now, check it out. Basic yeah, Profundo podcast. Is that what it is? Dot com. Yep. Basicprofundopodcast.com. Yeah. Cool. Yes. We got the domain. Uh, it is. It is. It's so awesome. Sam, you fucking surprised me with that shit. You're like, guess what I, I did? did? I'm like, what? I was like, Happy Thanksgiving. I bought the domain. <laughs> <laughs> that's that's so cool yeah so that's that's a that's a pretty good segue into that announcement is that yeah we have a website we have like mm-hmm. our homepage, our about us you can listen to us directly from the website i think i'm pretty sure it's only uh, it's only the most recent episode because spotify is just grinded my gears a little bit because i was like i love spotify please don't come down on us i love you but we love you uh, 
Yeah, we I couldn't embed the entire playlist because you have to be hosted by Spotify and we are already hosted by Podcastle. So it's like, huh. but you can listen to our most recent episode directly from the website. You can also listen to Sam's Something Saucy right from our <laughs> home page. <laughs> Give Sam some more listens. Um, Sam, when are you going to have more music? We are like literally I was just talking about you in the car. Oh, thank you. I am hoping to have new music soon. Definitely by the beginning of 2024. The only thing is that um, making music is very expensive and the holidays. Oh, do you have to like rent out a space? No. So I do all of the baseline recording, like the demo work and stuff in my apartment, but I get it sent. I send it to a friend to have it mixed and then he Mm. sends it to somebody to have it mastered so that it, okay. you know, sounds good on yeah. all platforms and stuff. And I don't I know see. how to do that myself, so I have to pay them, and it's very expensive. But, so unfortunately, I can't afford it right now. Yeah. Yeah, because like you said, Christmas and, like, gifts and stuff like that. Like, how expensive is it? Like, $500. Fuck. For one song. For one yeah. song? Shit! 500 for one song. Oh. Yep. Oh, Sam, yeah. you need to do more science things. I know, and I'm trying to get a second job at, actually, I applied to Barnes & Noble's the other day. No, you didn't. I did. I applied to Barnes & Noble as like a holiday associate or whatever. They never got back to me, but I think it's been like a few weeks since I applied, but. You you should call, you should call them because they definitely forgot. Yeah. Yeah. I'm sorry. True. That's okay. But yeah, so unfortunately I'm not, I, I have things in the works. It's just. After the holidays, probably is yeah, when it will. Well, yeah, once money becomes like more available for per song, holy shit! Yeah, I didn't know. Yeah, that, that's how that works. So wait, you do it in your room? Do you get any like burp, burp, burp from like traffic going by? <laughs> yeah, it's you have, really you have to annoying. Wait between parades. Yes, it's really annoying too, especially if I'm like recording and I'm like singing and in my head i'm like okay this is a good take and then it's like burp, burp, in the middle of a line and i'm like fuck because then i have to like <laughs> redo the whole take oh my so, god that's i'm sorry yeah. that's that okay sucks. yeah well, it, it is what it is it is what it is but, but yeah, yeah check us out the, on the website. website is yeah the website is super exciting we got we got a lot of things coming so it should be yeah. cool and we're trying to like iron it out so that it's all like fun and easy to access but yeah we're going legit baby you got a website hell yeah yeah um but we're gonna get to what you actually came for uh so uh the album the vince Guaraldi trio peanuts christmas sam why don't you set the stage a little bit who is vince Guaraldi? because people like me i didn't who know who he was before this so this is all news to me also yes so who is vince guaraldi of the vince guaraldi trio well he yes. is a self-described quote reformed boogie woogie piano player he was one of america's best-selling jazz artists not to be confused with a boogie woogie bugle boy yes yes <laughs> very boogie different things piano player <laughs> Very different. Piano play. Yeah. Yes. They just, uh, the Bugle Boy, I just imagine they have like a guy in the army. They're just like pushing a grand piano like through a field and he's just like playing for the troops. Yeah. <laughs> oh, man. Uh, Reformed yeah. boogie woogie piano player. But he's a native to San Francisco. 
And he was born on July 17th, 1928, and wound up dying there from a heart attack on February 6th, 1976. In between, he blazed a low-key but impressive career trail in which the accolades, awards, and financial success came to him strictly on the strength of his music. So, in his formative, quote, Boogie Woogie years, Garaldi attended San Francisco. Boogie Woogie. Reminds me of (laughs) Oogie Boogie. Oh, Oogie Boogie. Yeah, Oogie just Boogie. like, well, like Boogie, Oogie Boogie's Boogie. also jazzy. Also, like the he way that like jazzy. he like yeah, the way that like he belts and he swings. He's I'm seeing I'm I'm seeing a connection. It's 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 coming yeah. together. Yeah, just yeah. jazz. Boogie Woogie piano player. Mm. Yeah. So Garaldi attended the San Francisco State College. Spent time. Oh, he spent time in the military. Oh, Maybe that makes he sense. Did play the Ooh, piano. Yeah, they're just pushing ah. a big ass piano. Oh, that's awesome. Just imagine, like you know how like the boogie, like the the bugle boys are like that. Just imagine, like instead yeah. coming through like the big speakers, it's just like very like sultry, like plinky piano. You're like, this is much nicer. <laughs> I like this better yeah. actually. <laughs> I do as well. Although bugles are cool, but I am biased because I did grow up playing trumpet, so. You did. You did. Also, you can I see did. Sam playing trumpet in Hubie Halloween in that one scene when. Uh, oh, yeah. Yeah. It's really cool. On Netflix. Yeah. Adam Sandler's in it. He's a really cool guy. But also, I like, is it like jazz trumpet where they have like the, it just makes me think of. Um, oh, like the what mute? The no, 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 no. Who is the guy? Yeah, oh, Cab Calloway. It reminds me of like the Cab Calloway, like old sultry, like the like where you put the stuff over like the mouth. Oh, the plunger. Mm-hmm. The plungers. Yeah, like the like how yeah. you can cr- do all kinds of like crazy noises. I've seen like a dude play like jazz trumpet with like a cup or like a bowl, and they just like do it over the thing, and it changes the sound so intensely. And yeah. I love it. Ooh. Yeah, in jazz band we used to use literal plungers minus the handle. Oh. I mean, they were clean, of course. Were, okay, I would hope brand, so. Brand new, pl- brand new plungers. Never been used. <laughs> <laughs> just the rubber, just the plunge part, no handle. Okay. Just the plunge, yeah. not the err. You <laughs> guess that's more of like what a trombone would do, but but like but like have you have you seen someone do that? Like if something unfortunate happens, like someone falls in like the trombone player. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. see that irl yes. i'm pretty sure that i would lose my shit oh my god i'm obsessed with this game that i just bought on my switch like a month ago it's called trombone yeah. champ i've seen that oh that's so hard oh my god it's so hard but it's so fun i played it last night with my parents and my brother and god i haven't laughed that hard in a long time yeah yeah well because it's like Literally, like, when you're listening to like the playback of like the song, it sounds so doofy. Like the I saw someone do like through the fire and flames, and it sounded like ass. Because it's like the slide too, so you're like, yeah, it's great. Oh, I love that game. But back to our boogie woogie piano man. Yeah, the boogie woogie. So he lived briefly in Los Angeles and then returned to San Francisco Bay Area. In 1953, Guaraldi worked with Bill Harris Chubby Jackson Band, George Ald, and Sony Chris. He toured and recorded with Woody Herman's Big Band in 1956 and 57 and again in 59. During the same period, he recorded with, I don't know how to say this. I'm so sorry. T. Jader with maybe T-J-A-D-E-R. 
Maybe the T Jader. is silent. I don't know. Maybe the T is silent. I'm going to say Jader, and I'm so sorry if that not isn't correct. J- not to Jader. Yeah. And issued his first two albums as a leader, trio sessions with guitarist Eddie Duran and bassist Dean Riley. Hmm. Yeah. If, if you are into old music, perhaps you know those guys. Perhaps you do. This, this means something to somebody. Yes. But Garaldi was already pretty well known in the jazz world and leading his trio with drummer Colin Bailey and bassist Monty Budwig when smitten by Antonio Carlos Jobim and Louise Bonfa's soundtrack music in the film Black Orpheus. Garaldi went into the studio in 1962 to do his own samba bass album, Jazz Impressions of Black Orpheus. One side was filled with his arrangements of music from the film, the other with jazz and pop pieces, including his composition Cast Your Fate to the Wind, which went on to win a Grammy Award. I like how he did jazz impressions of Black Orpheus, because it's like the way that he does this album is like some classic Christmas songs and like just some like classical songs, but with like a very jazzy feel. And like I'll get into it later, but yeah, like it it just changes up the sound completely, which I I really, really enjoy. It takes something familiar and like makes it new and like interesting to listen mm-hmm. to. Yeah. And I like how in this album he did some classic Christmas songs, but then he also composed some new ones that now also became classics. Exactly. Like they're, they're immediately recognizable. Mm-hmm. Um, but so that is like sort of like his background as a musician getting into what brought him to this album. Uh, television documentary producer Lee Mendelson was looking for a musician for the show he wanted to do on Peanuts comic strip creator Charles Schultz and on the recommendation of San Francisco Chronicle music critic Ralph J. Gleason called Garaldi. While that documentary didn't sell, the soundtrack album was a success, A Boy Named Charlie Brown, and the themes Garaldi created were reworked for the animated holiday television special, A Charlie Brown Christmas, an instant public favorite. Garaldi did the music for 15 network Peanuts cartoon specials. Garaldi then moved to Warner Brothers Records in the late 60s and made three albums for that label. In 1971, he became an unofficial member of the Grateful Dead. Holy shit, what the fuck? Really? I know. Oh my god. Okay, that's That's really cool. cool. Can we after can we post that picture? Oh no, you already did. I was thinking, um, remember that picture of me and Derek wearing wearing the Grateful Dead t shirts? (laughs) Yeah. For Twin Day. Uh, You guys can see that on our Instagram. I bought t-shirts for for me and Sam's brother because I was like, Derek, be twins with me. So he like tied his hair the same as me. And like I went and got us hot chocolates. It's really great. At Basil Uh, Profundo Podcast on Instagram. Yeah, Basil Profundo on Instagram. Podcast Instagram. (laughs) Fuck, I fucked it up. All right, continuing on. He was an unofficial (laughs) member of Grateful Dead. (laughs) Fuck. Jamming with them in Bay Area concerts while the group was between permanent keyboardists. That's really cool. Yeah. Garaldi had just completed the soundtrack music for the 15th Peanuts television special at the time of his premature passing. Holiday Hits, the first new Garaldi Peanuts music heard in over 20 years, is a welcome addition to the discography of this popular yet vastly underappreciated reformed boogie-woogie pianist. Yeah, vastly underrated. I know his music intimately, but I don't know who the fuck he is. I don't know anything about him. So, like, hopefully, Mm -hmm. hopefully this episode will serve him 
justly and like bring him more into your eyes so you can go you know at the christmas party this year or like whenever you can be like hey do you know who did this vince Guaraldi. let me tell you these very specific facts that i heard on a podcast about him yeah yeah we'll be that guy <laughs> we'll be that podcast for you to be like yeah i was listening you could be like talking to your like your aunt or your grandma you'd be like yeah i was listening to Beso profundo they're actually a really cool podcast like here's the plug for them they talk about vince Guaraldi, whatever yeah and for this Christmas season, we're going to be doing some themed episodes about stuff. I don't know. We haven't decided yeah. We haven't decided yet, but we're going to. And then when we do, you'll hear about it. Yeah, you'll find out. It'll be you'll great. You'll find out when we find out. When we, when we know and we put it out, then you'll know. So just, yeah. just hang tight. There's going to be a theme. We're, we're doing something. Right. Also, I wanted to add before we continue, yes. I'm sure – most of you are familiar with the Peanuts gang, but just in case people are not familiar, um, the Peanuts is basically a syndicated daily and Sunday American comic strip written and illustrated by Charles M. Schultz. It started on October 2nd, 1950, and that was the Daily's comic strip. And then January 6th, 1952, it was, I think, like transform, not transform, but it went from the syndicated daily to the Sunday American comic strip. Maybe uh, Sam will cut that out because that made no sense. It's a, basically it's a comic strip. Yes. It's a comics. It's an American comic strip that started in the 1950s and it features Charlie Brown, who is the main sort of character, his dog Snoopy and his group of friends. Uh, and they call themselves the peanuts well, or they don't call themselves peanuts, but we call them the peanuts. Yeah. Let's really quickly, let's try to name some peanuts characters from by heart. I know peppermint Patty. Yes. Linus and Lucy. La Pigpen. Sally. Sally. Is that the girl with the football? No, that's Lucy. That's Sally Lucy. is uh, Charlie Brown's sister who's obsessed with Linus. Oh, yeah, right. Linus has the blanket, right? Mm-hmm. Who's that little kid that plays on the piano? He doesn't talk. Schroeder. 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 And then um, the little bird, Snoopy's friend. Oh, Woodstock. Woodstock, yeah. 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 Snoopy's the Red Baron. I love him. Yeah. So anyways, that's just a little something about the Peanuts. And they obviously have quite a few holiday animated spectacular episodes that like you can watch. Like the Great watch Pumpkin, during the Charlie Brown. Yes, a classic one. They have the Thanksgiving one. They have the Charlie Brown Christmas, which is obviously what we're talking about today. No. And the album that associates with it. So yeah, check out the uh, the Peanuts if you fancy. Yeah, they're pretty good. Mm-hmm. Football head, ah, oh, Charlie Brown. Yeah, but not including Vince Guaraldi, who obviously plays the piano. We've gone over this. Who else is in his band of two other guys? Yes. So, in his original trio, as I mentioned, it was um, Colin Bailey as the drummer and Monty Budwig as the bassist. But for this album in particular, we had on drums, Jerry Grinelli and on bass, Fred Marshall. Fred Marshall. Oh, they did yep. a fantastic job, which we will yep. we will let you know. But before moving on, we have some fun facts for you. Some cool yes. shit. Yes. Of course. Always. Fun facts. Uh, recording sessions for the episode ran late into the night. So the children's choir from St. Paul's uh, Episcopal Church. I got that right. Yes. I was, I was fucking sweating over that because I was like, oh, hell yeah. Episcopal were rewarded with ice cream afterwards. So it's like. 
they're like, oh, sorry, kids. I know it's late. Here's some ice cream. Yeah, that's awesome. <laughs> it's like one in the morning and they're like hopped up on sugar. Oh, yeah. It's they'll a never, terrible idea. They'll never get to bed. That's awesome. Yeah. Well, one of the singers, Candace Hackett Shively, became an elementary school teacher. And she tells that the story of, you know, singing for the, the choir every holiday season. That's so cute. It is. It's very sweet to be like, hey, here's the album. One of those little voices is me. I love that. Mm -hmm. Oh, yes. Um, In 1965, a television special, A Charlie Brown Christmas, uh, one of the first animated Christmas specials produced for network television. So it was like one of the first Christmas specials to like ever go out. Damn. Yeah. Which that actually makes me think, like, when did they put out the Rankin Bass, like, stop motion Christmas specials? I wonder. I thought that was also the 60s, but maybe it was the 70s. Yeah. So could we check on that real quick? Yeah. Rankin Bass Animated Entertainment. Let's see. Rudolph came out in, why doesn't it say, December 6, 1964. Oh, well, so one of the first. Yeah. So not the first, but one of them. Okay. But still, right around the 60s, too. That's awesome. Yeah. Yes. And the LA Times also said that it is one of the most beloved holiday albums recorded. That's a quote. I agree. Yes. So this album, you know, as being very heartwarming and sounds of this season, it is not without its accolades. Yes. So some awards and nominations. It has been certified platinum for sales of 1 million units. Not surprising. And not surprising at all. On May 10, 2022, the Recording Industry Association of America, or the RIAA, certified the album quintuple, quintuple? Quintuple. Quintuple platinum for sales of 5 million copies. Oof. That's a lot. And... Yeah. In November 2014, it was the 10th best-selling Christmas slash holiday album in the United States. Hmm. I wonder yeah. who else made that list. Yeah. Oh, uh, yeah. Well, that I am not sure, we but yeah, I'm we sure Michael Bublé is on there. I'm sure Mariah Carey is on there. Oh, my God. Did you see the ad? Did you see the ad where they – she, like, leaned into the meme where it's like – you know, oh, they got a Thal Mariah carry out this year to, so that she can perform. <laughs> and then she was in like, there was like a vault where you like see her like locked in ice and like the two dudes that are like with like fucking blow dryers. They're like, we, it's it's November 1st. We got to get Mariah Carey out. Mm-hmm. That was so, oh my God. So funny. That was so fucking funny. Um, so for the release of the album, uh, the album was released in December 1969 in the us by fantasy records and was Guaraldi's final studio album for the label it's the soundtrack to the christmas television special of the same name as we have said before uh, Guaraldi mm-hmm. composed most of the music though he included versions of traditional carols which we'll talk about like what is it like fur elise and then drummer boy green sleeves green sleeves oh christmas tree but it's otanabom oh. Yes. yes, but with his yes. own little jazzy take on it, which I really enjoy. Yeah, yeah. Uh, he recorded some of the score at Whitney's studio in Glendale, uh, California. Then re-recorded some of it at Fantasy Records Studios in San Francisco with a children's choir from Saint Paul's Episcopal Church in nearby San Rafael. Say that. Ooh. That means Saint Raphael in Spanish. Love it. Yes. That was good. That was a nice rolling of your R's. You know what's really fucked up is that my brother is 100% Puerto Rican and he can't roll his R's at all. That's okay. No, I know. I He's just, still doing his best. No, he is. I just think it's really funny when he tries. I'm like, bro, you're more Spanish than I am. What, the, what's, what gives? Come on. He's like, <laughs> and I'm like, that's not it. 
Oh, I know. poor guy. Yeah. It's okay. He's doing so good. He does. He was. I just called him on Thanksgiving, and he's like, "I'm taking care of my chickens." I'm like, "Oh, oh, he has chickens. He does have chickens." Yeah, he was. I like, want chickens so bad. I wouldn't mind. Ah, I'm on the fence about them. I just don't want roosters because at my mom's house uh, in Puerto Rico, she has chickens and roosters, and oh my god, did they keep me up? all night like one of them would start co- like uh crow crowing cawing fucking screaming one of them would start screaming and then all the other ones and i'm like literally in my room uh sweating my skin off like with like the pillow over my ears like please please stop no <laughs> yeah. yeah i can imagine how that would be very noisy and and bothersome yeah but chickens i would like to have for sure Oh, yeah, because then you can have just, I don't know, you can have an omelet every day. Yes, and the eggs are so good. Oh, my God. So good. Oh, now you got me thinking about eggs. I could, like, just crush an eggs Benny right now. That's what I'm going to have for dinner. Well, maybe not a Benny because I don't know how to make it, but I'm going to have eggs for dinner. Oh, my God. Like the hollandaise sauce? What is it? Like lemon, egg, yolks, and something else. Something else, yeah. I don't know. Oh, my God. What's the one? Is it like the... What's the one with like the salmon, like the lox one? Uh, California. No, maybe that one's the avocado one. I don't. I think. I think so. That makes sense. But like, I remember we got it at Deb's one time, and Derek was the mm-hmm. one that got me into eggs, Benny, and I've been obsessed ever since. I'm like, mm-hmm. oh my god, like just midnight Deb's getting eggs Benedict with like toast. N- nothing better. Holy shit. Top tier. To- god tier. Mm-hmm. Um, same that's, that's a little food corner. So back to the release. Back to the release. Sorry, my, my belly controls some of my thoughts sometimes. It's like no, I, that. I feel like Krang sometimes, like where it's like it has like a mind of its own. <laughs> so, as we mentioned before, Lee Mendelson, a television producer and a fan of jazz, heard Vince Guaraldi's song "Cast Your Fate to the Wind" on the radio not long after completion of his documentary, and contacted the musician to produce music for the special. Um, Guaraldi composed the music for the project, creating an entire piece, "Linus and Lucy," to serve as the theme. That's probably the one I would say that is the most well known. It's the most famous. If you've never listened to any of his music before, you've listened to to Linus and Lucy, like for yeah. for certain. Definitely. But, but before jumping into the analysis of the the tracks itself, we have to just quickly cover them. Uh, so tracks one through fourteen in order. It goes O oh, Tannebaum. What child is this? Confused. What what child is this? Uh, <laughs> track three, uh, My Little Drum. Four, Linus and Lucy. Five and six are the same, except number five is instrumental and six is vocal. It's Christmas time is here. Seven is skating. Eight, Hark the Herald Angels Sing, which I'm very excited to talk about because it, that one <laughs> sent me. I, oh, I will get into it. Uh, number nine, Christmas is coming. Ten, Fur Elise. Eleven, The Christmas Song. Twelve, Green Sleeves. Thirteen, Great Pumpkin Waltz and 14, the Thanksgiving theme. Ooh. Yes. Yes. A a Thanksgiving song. Not enough songs written about Thanksgiving. I agree. I got got to say. Yeah, exactly. It's like, this is just me. This is, uh, you can uh, do whatever you feel like. I start playing Halloween music September 1st until October 31st, which it promptly shifts from uh, November 1st 
to December 31st, Christmas music. Like that's agreed. Right, exactly. Because it's like, what do you like? What do you play on Thanksgiving, anyways? It's Christmas music. Just because it's like, that's just, yeah. Or like smooth jazz, which is basically Christmas music. Yeah. Yeah. I think because of Vince Guaraldi, like Thanksgiving's a little jazzy. Like, I just want to, I want to eat turkey. I want to, I want to, I don't know, take a nap. Take a nap. And get swept away. Yeah, exactly. And get swept away by some jazz. That's just going to. Yep. Vince Guaraldi is the Sandman. He just sends me into my fucking turkey coma. Mm-hmm. Sam, you're a scientist. What is that chemical in turkey that puts you to sleep? I know there has a specific name that makes you tired. Oh, I know what you're talking about, but I don't know it. Oh, my gosh. I want to look that up really quickly because someone said that uh, on Thanksgiving. It's because of the turkey. Sleepy chemical. Oh, wow. That came up right away. Tryptophan. Tryptophan. Oh. Yes. Uh, tryptophan is an amino acid that your body cannot produce, so you need to get it from your diet. And then it just it just knocks you un- unconscious. Huh. I interesting. Lo- I love that. It's very delicious. It's like trans fats and MSG. It's probably not good for you, but damn, does it taste good. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. Um, you didn't have a traditional Thanksgiving this year, did you? I did not. No. I my brother and I walked over 100 blocks. Shit. From my house at the top of Manhattan to the bottom of Manhattan. And that's, yeah, that's... we did like 13 miles or something like that. All of it we walked the entire length of the island. That's a lot. <laughs> Yeah, it was a lot. It took us all day, but we made it to Chinatown, which is where we had hot pot, uh, which is both of one of our favorite foods. Same. And I, it was so good. Oh my God. So good. Ridiculous. Uh, I really like hot pot buffet in Boston personally. Like mm-hmm. every time I go, I get a melon smoothie because it's so delicious. I order up on seafood. I get like a whole crab like for myself, mm. like some beef, some, oh my God, it's ridiculous. Hot pot's off. Yep. I had the regular standard Thanksgiving, but then also uh, my grandparents gave me weed and it was really cool. I love that. Yeah. I don't smoke, but um, I, I distributed it. No, that's the wrong word. That's a, that's, I, <laughs> I, I gave some of the, the, the weed candy to my brother and we hung out and it was really cool. Is that illegal? Should I not have said that? No, I don't think so. I don't think that's illegal. Okay, so I, I just I let my brother have some, and it was really cool. He's of he's of yeah. age. I'm being very I'm be, I'm being very paranoid right now. <laughs> Do not arrest us. We're we're fine. Okay. Yeah. But it was really cool. So that was awesome. But yeah. So yeah. <laughs> fuck. Out of the tracks <laughs> for the album, which ones are your favorites? My favorites are, I'm going to go backwards. My third favorite is The Great Pumpkin Waltz. My second favorite is Skating. Mm -hmm. And my first favorite is Christmas is Coming. I think this is the first one in a while where like our favorites were completely different. Completely different, yeah. Yeah, because my third favorite was The Christmas Song. Uh, My second one was O Tannebaum. And then my number one is Christmas time in here. It, it, Christmas time in here. Come on in. <laughs> Shit. Right Sorry. in here. Right in here. It's Christmas time. Um, that's that was literally me. <laughs> fucking uh, like November fifth. I was like, oh, Christmas is going up. Christmas time in here. Uh, but Christmas time is here. Vocal. Mm-hmm. 
So wow, that's re- that's that's really interesting. Okay. Yeah. Just like really, really quickly, like what drew you to these ones? Like, for, I guess for me personally, like mine scream like very traditional Christmas. Tannebaum is a Christmas tree. Christmas time is here. Like that's just the Christmas song. And then the Christmas song. Like it's just, it, it feels like very like, is that, does that make me basic? No, I don't think so. I feel very vanilla are, right now. No, they're, I think, th- I think, it's not basic because although they are classic traditional Christmas songs, yeah. they're jazzy. They're jazzy. And they're they're different. They feel different than your traditional like Burl Ives or like Bing Crosby version. Not yeah. that those make you basic either. But- okay. Thank God. That was gonna be my next question. <laughs> Yeah. Oh my God. It just reminds me of, um, I think it's from uh, college humor, which is now called dropout. Um, the fucking, uh, like the, the night of basic that Brennan Lee Mulligan does. It's a hilarious skit, which I super recommend, but I'm like, wait, <laughs> I'm literally waiting for him to show up. Like these are good Christmas songs. There are no, there's nothing wrong with them. And I'm like, thank you. Night of basic. I know I'm vanilla, but it's nice of you to say. <laughs> I mean, hey, being even if they are basic, being basic is okay. Tried you know? and true. Like, of course, like who doesn't love, you know, oh Christmas tree, like whatever right. kind of it just it's it's a it's a classic for a reason. Agreed. Yeah. Agreed. Oh, oh, um uh before you answer my next question, I'm sorry. Uh what kind of what version of Christmas do you like? Like when I, and when I say that, I mean like there's like the very like white Christmas where you have like all like white, very clean decorations. There's like the multicolor kind of tacky Christmas with all like the hodgepodge mishmash ornaments. But then there's like also in the same vein as like the white, you know, whatever. There's like the red and green, like very sleek. There's like a lot of like velvet and like ribbons. Like what is what is Christmas to you? Christmas to me is sort of a mix of two and three, I would say. Okay. Our family Christmas tree has always been kind of like a smorgasbord of random ornaments, ornaments that my brother and I have made. Mm-hmm. We literally have ornaments from like 2001, 2002 cool. on the Christmas tree still. Yeah. And ornaments that we got for Christmas over the years, like a lot of sentimental things. Um, My mom does red and white lights, which I really like because it gives it gives candy cane. Yep. Mm -hmm. And but I I I love bows. I don't like velvet because I don't like the texture of it on my hands. Oh, it's an icky one for you. It's an icky one, yeah. I could I could be covered in like a bodysuit of velvet. I'm just like, uh, it's so it's so silky. No. Yeah, wait. I don't Yeah, silky's a different consistency entirely. It's velvety and it's smooth. It's like it's like fuzz but not fuzz all the way. Ooh. Oh, yeah. so you wouldn't you like have you ever seen like flocked um like items where it's like like if you've ever seen those pop figures that are like fuzzy? Yes. I feel like yeah. I feel like that would give you the ick too because it's similar. It probably would, yeah. Yeah. I mean, I like I like the look of velvet because, like you said, it's very sleek. It's very, it's very like it's giving expensive. Yeah. But I just can't touch it. I don't like touching it. That's fair. That's very. Yeah. That's. Fair. But I like ribbons and bows and cute things. Mm-hmm. So I guess that's my Christmas is a little bit tacky, but it's also very sentimental. I love tacky Christmas. I love a see like I love the multicolored lights. I love like the green fake like garland that you like wrap around the banister. Like all mm-hmm. like the, like the fun 
um, like the fun ornaments. Like I don't know. You have like I, I. It's weird. I have a lot of food ornaments on my tree. I don't know how. Hmm. The, I don't know how this literally happened by accident. I was just talking about this uh, with my mom. And I was like, I don't know. How did I get here? Because I have like a ramen, a cheeseburger, a French fry, a slice of pizza, like on my Christmas tree. And I'm sitting here like, why do I have so much food things? Incredible. Yeah, I just, I just kept getting them from Walmart. And I was like, oh, this is funny. And now I'm like, is this is this who I am? What's happening? <laughs> but yeah, like. That's not a bad thing. Oh, no way. But like, I like tinsel, garland, beads, even like the tacky, like like the Rudolph stuff like i have like a skirt around the tree that's the um the island of misfit toys like I, I love it i love that's that's my christmas but coming back to like the question i said before the i that i totally glazed over that's just how my brain works i just go off in like fucking 40 different directions just because um what what made you choose like the the favorites that you have because they're, they're very they're like they're very different and i like that yeah i don't know. I think I just really like how jazzy they are. Mm, okay. Like, I love a good waltz. So the uh, Great Pumpkin Waltz is a good one. The waltz with a capital Z. Yeah. Skating, I love because it does remind me of ice skating, which is like one of my favorite activities to do. I, I am not great at it, but I, tr- I, I try my best. I used to do hockey. Yeah. You know? Yeah. <laughs> Love it. Oh, yeah. And Christmas is Coming is such a fun song to play on bass mm-hmm. and such a fun song to play in like a trio. Like my brother and my dad and I will sometimes jam on this song. Oh, that's really cool. Yeah. Okay. And it's so that is definitely one of my favorites, but I, I we'll get more deep into why those are my favorites, but that's like the basic. Yes. Um, So starting with track one, which is my number two, Oh, Tannebaum. And I was like, I I was, I was listening to this because it had a different name. I was like, what is this? And I was listening to it. I was like, Oh, this is a Christmas tree. I like it. Yeah. So it's like, it has like, like slow beat and like the, that like riffy kind of quick piano that, that that I liked. Um, Like the cymbals with like mixed with the beat of the bass was like very soothing. And Mm -hmm. it's definitely something that I like I could fall asleep to in a good way. Yeah. Like I said, it's like very relaxing. Like this is like a staple of of Christmas. Like it is Yeah. mm -hmm. This one is definitely like mellow, which I enjoy. Mm -hmm. I like how jazzy it is, especially like the Yes, the like on the drums. Yeah, mm-hmm. like the classic jazz, like with with the ride cymbal or whatever. Yeah, I also love just really like how it opens because it opens with like just the piano, and then you know like the 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 rest of the band comes in as like accompaniment. So like it's yeah, it's like traditional and yeah, it's 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 very clean. But yeah, something that I found out about uh, oh Tannebaum is I was like, what is a Tannebaum? I don't. That doesn't make sense to me. I don't know what that is, but I want to know. So I figured out that a Tenenbaum is a fir tree. Hmm. The lyrics of the original song, which uh, it's just the German name for "O Christmas Tree." O Tenenbaum equals O Christmas Tree. Confirm. Yes, confirm. Um, it was made in 1824 by Ernst Anschultz, based on a 16th century Cilician folk song by Melchor. Melchior. Melchior. Mikey, Melchior. Melchior Frank. Wow, these are very hard names to say. 
I only know how to pronounce Melchior because it's a name in my favorite musical, Spring Awakening. Oh, we even talked about that in our musicals episodes. That was a two-parter. Yeah, check it yeah out. Melchior. Oh, yeah. Check it yeah. out on BasoProfundo.com. BasoProfundoPodcast.com. BasoProfundoPodcast.com. Let's not, let's not get yeah. it twisted. Yeah. But yes, uh, the lyrics do not actually refer to Christmas or describe a decorated Christmas tree. Instead, they refer to the fur's evergreen quality as a symbol of constancy and faithfulness. So at the heart, it does have lyrics other than, you know, oh, Christmas tree. It's, it's, a, it's a very traditional song about fur trees just being faithful and constant. Love them. I love it. I, lo- I also love the smell That's of like- sweet. Yes. I love the smell of balsam, fir, and pine, too, which is like... Oh, me too. I'm currently burning... Um, what is it called? What are you burning? Midnight Snow from Bath & Body Works. Ooh, Bath & Body Works has, has great sense. notes of like fir, not fir, balsam, and midnight snow, which I'm not really sure what that smells like, but it smells good. It kind of smells like a man from Hollister that just like, you know, hugged a Christmas tree for like three hours. And then came and gave you a hug too. Yep. If you want to know what midnight snow, just go out at high moon, not high noon, high moon, and uh, just grab, <laughs> grab a handful. Just figure, just figure it out. Yep. Yeah. Exactly. Oh yeah. Oh Tannenbaum, really, really great. I, I, I like it. Yeah. Track two. What child is this? I liked it. What do you think? I love this one. This is a traditional Christmas song that. I guess maybe it's not What Child Is This, but Green Sleeves is a traditional Christmas song that I generally love. But I do tend to listen to What Child Is This, mm-hmm. like lyrics, lyrically and stuff. Um, yeah. yeah. So I guess What Child Is This is just sung to the tune of Green Sleeves. It's just they change the words. So it's about Jesus's birth. Of course, you got to get Jesus in there. Um, yeah. <laughs> of course. Oh, it's Christmas. Put the Christ back in Christmas. Yeah. Am I right? <laughs> I don't. Um, that's <laughs> Take that as you will. If I was facetious, that's up to you. I like the way that this one opens. Like it's like very, I don't know, in contrast to O Tannenbaum, like it opens like kind of sultry, like with like the like of like the piano. I'm listening to it right now. Mm-hmm. Um, I like that. So like as I was listening to it, I was, I don't know, for whatever reason, like in the back of my head, I was like, I did, I, my brain latched onto green sleeves because I was like, oh my God, is that it? Because, um, like green sleeves is like the first thing that I learned how to play on guitar. So like, oh. I do not play anymore cause I am no good. Um, but I was like, Oh my God. And I was, it's, it's very, it's very pretty. Mm. I agree. I love like the little fancy ditties that he does after the line, like, I can't do it, but he oh, does like yeah. some, like some a, little noodling or whatever. Yeah. Like a little, um, a little progression. Yeah, but something I found about What Child Is This is basically Christmas and New Year's texts were associated with the tune from as early as 1686. And by the 19th century, almost every printed collection of Christmas carols included some version of words and music together, most of them ending with the refrain, on Christmas Day in the morning. Mm. So one of the most popular of those is What Child Is This, which was written in 1865 by William Chatterton Dix. Mm, okay. Yeah. That is very cool. I would have never known. Yeah. And so, so I, I like that. Like includes some versions of the words to in music together. So it's like like if it's a Christmas song, it'll say Christmas in it. 
Yeah. So, so I, I, I like that, that like, this is sort of like, it, it's just, it's very unsuspecting. What child is this? Is it Jesus? What child is this? I don't know. Is Whose it, is this? Is this ours? <laughs> just very confused Joseph. You did it with who? <laughs> what child, whose child is this? <laughs> this isn't mine. Aren't you 13, Mary? Yeah, oh my God, was she? Yeah, she is. Oh, she was like 13 or 14. Wasn't she also a, wasn't she also a prostitute? Really? I did not know that. I think so. Like, I, I think that was the thing is that like... She, but wasn't she a virgin? I think I might be confused. <laughs> I just, I'm just remembering the Key and Peele sketch about Jesus and Mary. Fuck, she was 13? Jesus. Yeah. Oh my God. I think so. Well, I mean, back in the day at the year, I don't know, zero, you would die at like 30, right? That's true, yeah. It's like if if you were like 50, they're like, "Hello old man, hello ancient wizard-looking guy." <laughs> oh. Yeah, that's true. Back in the day you'd get like the flu and like, you know, pass away yeah, or whatever. Yeah, you, you'd like stub your toe and they're like, "No, oh, I'm sorry, you're going to die." Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but so, what child is this? It's a very good song. I like the bass like the bass and the drums almost fade into the background to kind of like keep the beat and the piano takes like the center stage. I like at around like a minute. I like that. Mm-hmm. Um like the bass and the piano kind of seem to be like working together at one point and then the drums are like in the background kind of like doing their own thing. Like again, like just kind of like keeping the pace, like keeping the beat, like the just like the like I like it. I like that's really cool. Yeah. I agree. I agree. Oh yeah. Um, so track numero three, that one is my little drum, which is just, it's basically just little drummer boy, but jazzy. Yep. I, I thought this was really fun is because like, I, I, I didn't expect to just know the songs, like I said, because they're so unsuspecting. I was like, okay, Tannebaum. What is that? Oh, Christmas tree. I was like, okay, my little drum. Oh, little drummer boy. Oh, okay. I know this. <laughs> so like, I, I like it. This one, this one was, it was different. Like, cause obviously like, you, you know, you know how little drummer boy goes, um, rum, bum, bum, mm. bum, me and my drum. Um, yep. whereas this one, it doesn't have any lyrics. It's just sort of like, there's like the children in the back, like kind of like distantly and they're kind of keeping the beat in the same way as the drums, but like, because it's like a choir of them, like, you know, of the church choir, it adds like more, it adds more to the songs. Yeah. I like how the children's part is a bit more subtle in this one. Like they just do like a thump, mm-hmm. because I'll mention it in some of the other ones, but I don't really particularly like the children's part in these bits. Oh no. Yeah. So I like how it's a bit more subtle in this one. <laughs> and I, I like the sort of like level of like bassiness the children add. Mm-hmm. I guess maybe not bassiness is not the right word percussive aspect of it yeah and and plus it's more it's more of an instrumental and that the children's voices since no there's no lyrics they're just sort of like another instrument right especially in the part where the piano is sort of like noodling and and doing a little solo and the kids are going yeah, 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 yeah. They're like holding down the melody while the piano gets to riff and stuff like that, yeah, like which the, is cool. Like they switch places, and I thought that that's like really cool. Um, yeah. And at like at like a minute forty five in in the song, like the choir and the piano kind of like play off of each other. Like I don't know, like they're kind of like do they're they're doing like two different things to like achieve the same goal. 
I guess mm-hmm. I think the only way that I know how to like how to describe it, but like they're complementary. So like they're like them two doing like different things is like bringing the whole song together that like that I, yeah. I really enjoy. Um, no, I agree. But like listening to this, I don't know why. Like I, I'll, I'm gonna keep saying it is that like it reminds me of the old Rankin Bass movies where like the children's choir jumps in. Um, specifically the songs The Year Without a Santa Claus and Blue Christmas, which Blue Christmas fucking still makes me cry. It's still Oh, I know. With like the little girl, she's like it like a blue Christmas I without christmas and then sh- it shows her like the little the little animated yeah room. she's not animated the puppet girl and she like blinks and then this huge ass teardrop like slides down her cheek very, yeah like, or like she's in increments right or, or she's like she's like drawing herself like on the card in blue like crying and then it's like replaced with like her looking at the sky it it's I'm very sensitive. It hurts me. She's just like me for real. <laughs> <Yeah>. Sam's watching <laughs> fucking the year without a Santa Claus. And she's like, it's me. It me. I'm in this. That's me. Yep. <laughs> I, love, I love that. I love all those movies. They're great. Oh, me too. I'm literally going to watch one of those tonight. So. Yes. Uh, as you should. I'm starting. Um, I mean, I'm going to watch One Piece film Red first and then I'm watching those, which those two genres do not go with each other at all. But I'm going to do it anyways. Mm. Oh yeah, um, coming to track yeah. four, Linus and Lucy. Like it's what more can you say about this song? Like I, I can already see like Snoopy dancing to this, like complete like iconic Peanuts, and that's why mm-hmm. it is what it is. Like it is like the flagship song for the Peanuts. It is it yeah. is them. It's definitely a classic. I personally can't listen to it anymore because I sang it in Glee Club like years and years ago, and it was a horrible experience. So really? <laughs> whenever I listen, yeah, whenever I listen to it, it's like, I'm like, oh, it's like you're. I'm like Jesus, Lord, help me. And please, yeah, it sends it sends you back like, in the worst way. You're like, get me out. Yep. Oh my mm-hmm. god, it's the. I don't know. I really like it because I don't have the fucking trauma that you do with it, obviously. <laughs> but like, <laughs> it's, I, I mean, I like it. It's fun. Like the bass is iconic in that four by, you know, um, the four, four, I almost said four by floor. Like it's like a fucking like Dodge Ram. So I don't know why I wrote it like that. Like the four, four, like, <laughs> yeah, exactly. Like the four, four. Toyota-thon. Yeah. <laughs> Come to Toyota-thon. Get yourself a Chevy Silverado. I don't know. Um, yeah, like when, when it changes to like four four, like it gives me goosebumps and like that really like slappy plinky bass. I I love it. Mm-hmm. Um, I can't remember where I found this, but it says it's one of the most recognizable pieces by Garaldi and has gained status as the signature melody of the Peanuts franchise. It is what it is. I do agree. You listen to it, you love it, unless you're Sam or you've ever yep. done it in Glee Club. So yeah, if you did it in Glee Club, I'm so sorry. <laughs> can relate yes um yes. number five and number six like i said are the same song but they are instrumental and vocal so i guess we can kind of talk about both at the same time because one of them has just just has the vocal element added to it yeah. so um i i had seen the song is a waltz composed in f major with an aaba form during the b section uh the song tonicizes into the key of D flat major. Do you know what that means? Because I sure don't. Um. So it's an F major. No. That's a particular key. 
I don't know what. I'm not. I'm not sure what tonicizes means. Oh, is it tonicizes or, or does it tonicizes? Does it mean that like it just kind of changes from F major to D flat major? Like it sort of like just transitions? I don't. I'm just trying to make sense of this because I'm not a maybe. I'm not a music guy. Oh. Christmas time is here. I'm loving this. Chance and trying to figure it out on the piano. Oh, God. I think it's, well, let's see. Because, wait, it's an F major. Yeah, F major, and then it transitions to D flat major. Okay. So. What do you think? This might be incorrect. Okay. But. I believe D flat is not in an F major scale. Okay. So this would be the one, two, three, four, uh, one, two, three, four, five, six, flat seven. Flat seven. So it goes from the root note to the flat seven oh. instead of to the major seven okay yeah oh, also this is like the first time that we've had like something besides our voices because we've been too afraid to put like backing tracks to us so it's like a little oh yeah that's it's funny because right before we started recording i was just playing around i haven't played my piano in god knows how long so i was just kind of playing around with it and i forgot i still had it plugged in so when you when you were like oh what does this mean i was like wait a minute this is on. I can find out. So <laughs> I think I think what happens is it doesn't switch entirely keys. I think it just you play the flat seven instead of regular seven. Okay. So it gives it like a more jazzy kind of thing. Okay. That's pretty cool. Yeah. I like that. All right. Yeah. I could be wrong. Um, music people who are more talented than I – Tell and us. who went to Berkeley? Yeah. Please tell us. Is this is this indeed the eight to flat seven? Possibly, um, but like with 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 the song, um, I think it's really cool. Is that like I don't know? Like it's it's really weird. Is that the I don't know if it's because of like the children's voices that like it totally changes the feel for me of the song because i said like oh you know the instrumental as opposed to the vocal version even though the vocal is is like my number one i i would prefer to listen to the instrumental more because mm. it feels like lighter and like more airy whereas like the the vocal version feels like lower and a little bit more like intimate because like, yeah. like, like with like the kids voices i, I, don't, I don't know i don't know and, but we we know no that makes sense yeah but we know how you feel about the instrumental version and the vocal versions <laughs> yeah i uh i like children i will say that but i don't like the children's voices in any of these songs that's fair for the most part that's fair yeah. but you did you did like that one lyric Oh yes, Christmas time is here. Happiness and cheer. It's very cheerful. It's very relaxing. I do like 
the lyrics in the song. I just don't like mm-hmm. the, children. the children. I'm a terrible person. No, it's fine. It's literally, um, it's literally like that Brandon Rogers vine where it's like, what could be, <laughs> um, like, what is it? It's like, what's worse than uh, a rapist? And he pulls the thing, and then the guy goes, a child. No, yeah, exactly. <laughs> it's like that's that's Sam. She's like a child. A child. What child? Whose child is this? Who's, what? Whose child? What child is what this? Child? Mary, where have you been? If you, you did it with who? You're 13. Where have you been? True. Oh, true facts. But like, yeah. when I listen to this song, like, I don't know, like, especially like the instrumental, eh, kind of the, the vocal too. It's like, for me, like, I listen to the song and I close my eyes and like, all I can feel is that like, I'm walking through like, 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 cold snowy central park and like the fl- the snowflakes are coming down and mm-hmm. like, itself, like the snow is crunching under my feet like that is just where i that is when i listen to the song that is where i go it, it's it's very very comforting yeah um that's how i feel about the instrumental version um yeah. i find the vocal version a little bit much but the instrumental version is just so lovely it's definitely a song that i could take a nap to oh my god yeah it's it's great the piano solo at like two minutes 30 seconds to like three minutes that's that's really something and then like the bass takes off like i i really like that too it's, it's sort of like they, mm-hmm. they, kind, they kind of get like their own moments which is is very pleasing to my ears agreed Yes. Um, so uh, Vince Garaldi, uh, he recalls thinking that the song needed lyrics because he wrote the instrumental first um, as it was written as an instrumental. So he says, uh, quote, so I sat down with an envelope. I'll never forget this at our kitchen table and wrote Christmas time is here in about 10 minutes. It was a poem that came to me. Never changed the words to this day. It was only about a minute long. And uh, and then Vince got a bunch of little kids together to sing it with a local choir. Yeah. And so as we say, the vocals for the song were provided by the Children's Choir at St. Paul's Episcopal Church in San Rafael. Um, he had previously performed with the ensemble at his May 1965 Jazz Mass performance at Grace Cathedral. Which also, Jazz Mass... That sounds much better than regular mass. I agree. Oh my god, the fucking Protestant churches. I shouldn't say fuck and then church in the same sentence. For some <laughs> for some reason, that like sends off like my great grandmother warning signals in my brain. Um, but like the um, like the Protestant church, where they would get like the cool pastor and like the band. Mm-hmm. Like, they would have like drums and guitar and stuff. Like that's man, that's awesome. Yep. Um, Yeah. And and then I'll have you read this one. Yes. So Matt Thompson of The Atlantic writes, quote, if it wasn't already a standard that first time it was played, it is now the very definition. Eric Adams of the AV Club pointed to the song's juxtaposition of nostalgic lyrics and minor key composition as a reasons for its longevity. Quote, as Christmas time is here and other songs from A Charlie Brown Christmas have been folded into the catalog of enduring Christmas carols, they've continued to stand out by representing a particular strain of wintry melancholy. And I, f- I see, and I put that specifically because it said wintry melancholy. Like, it's yes. a, a, like as if you're listening to this and you are walking through snowy Central Park, like you're it's dark, you're like a, probably mm-hmm. alone or like with people and it's like it's very cold. But like there's nothing like that, like <sighs> of like, you know, you're warm and like the chilly winter air. So it's like it's enjoyable, but it is also 
cold. Yes, but mm. you, it's almost like so calm that you could hear a pin drop. Oh yeah, exactly. It's 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 really nice, and I feel like Christmas time is here perfectly en- uh, encompasses that. Um, I'd also like to point out that juxtaposition or juxtaposed is a English major's favorite word. And what that, does it mean again? It's sort of like in like a it's a synonym synonym for like saying something is in contrast to this, like. Oh, okay. Like you're comparing like these two things. And literally I remember being in my, what was it? Was it my fantasy writing class? Cause I, that was like one of my electives and the amount of times that I had to be like juxtaposed to this. And I'm like, stop, say something else. Like that is my, <laughs> that is my fucking like glee club, Lucy and Linus. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, don't say juxtaposed, please use a different word. Um, but that's just me. Uh, so <laughs> coming to track seven, skating, which is your number two. Yes, I yes. love this one. It's really, really great. Um, like at one part, I can't. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like it kind of sounds like like I tried to figure out what that's called because I was like, oh, it's kind of like a descent, and I think it's an arpeggio played with like two two hands so you're playing the same thing on the higher side of of like the keyboard with like two hands and the way that they kind of like come together and it's like rolling downwards i really really enjoyed that but like yeah yeah i'm like trying to find i'm like i'm trying to find like like pianist buzzwords i'm like this sounds right i think this is what this is yeah no that makes a lot of sense it's like the it's like the melodic line and the harmonic line are like neck and neck almost yeah no i just i love this song because it really makes me feel like i should be ice skating which is one of my favorite things and i just i love how different it is it's not like your typical christmas song you know you don't have to dissect any lyrics not that i hate dissecting lyrics because i love dissecting lyrics but right but it's just it's just so different and i think that's why i like it exactly well and plus like you you typically have like work off of like vibes and sound so it's like in a lot that's what a lot of the the album is so it's like it's very it's very like just feelings like feelings alone like what is this what does this say to you um, right, but like I don't know, I don't know how to describe it, like how to describe it, like the song, like or like if it's like a placebo or something because it's called skating, but like I don't know, it, like the sort of like brisk pace that it has, it like reads as like chilly and like typically like wintry sort of like feeling. Like I don't, I don't know exactly how to put it into words, but it's like this is something that would be played while you're like ice skating, like someone's like you know gliding across the ice doing like a triple sal cow or something. Because I I right I like ice skating also. Um. Oh my God, what is that kid's name? He's like the number one in the U.S. Um. Um. Uh, Nathan Chen. Nathan Chen. Oh, he is, Nathan Chen. Okay. He is nuts. Oh my God. If you're if you're mm. if you're ever into um, like men's ice skating, Nathan Chen. I I don't understand how he does it. He is just, he's magic. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But yeah, so that. Uh, something else I really liked in the song, the piano solo at a minute five is so nasty. 
I see. I put it down at like a minute three. Like I love the bat, that like bouncy bass and like the piano just like going off. Like it's it's so mm-hmm. excellent. And I'm like sitting here like snapping my fingers. Like oh, these cats are cooking. <laughs> like holy shit, <laughs> these, these these jazz guys. Oh my goodness. And I then I, I link. Yeah. If you click this link that I have right here, it's it's from a fucking it's from a TikTok from like last year. Like these dudes are like like twenty year old jazz students are talking like like fifty sixty year old like jazz players. Like these these cats are. Oh my god. Yeah, I'm like that's just what it made me think of like right away. Like it's just it's so it's so great. That's hilarious. I did not know that that was a link. Now I feel silly. <laughs> no, that's all right. Yeah, I don't worry about it. But skating. I thought you just underlined it like, ah, jazz students in my right? I'm like, yeah. 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 Sam's like, yeah, you know it. I'm like, no. I'm like, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> jazz students, am I right? Yeah. Um, huh. But so coming coming to what I was saying early, earlier, uh, track eight. Hark the herald angels sing glory to the newborn. Yeah. I love, I love your yawn. I hate this one. Your sleepy sing. Thank wait, you. Wait, why, why don't you like this one? Because I find the children annoying. Oh, yeah. I do. Hark the herald angels sing. I like I like the lose, but it's when they come in and do, I'm so sorry to that, that, lady who became a teacher and like yeah. tells the story of to her kids every year like i'm so happy for you and you did so good but i just can't listen to this one i'm sorry <laughs> no that's okay well see it's like i like i was listening to this and i got like flashbacks of like sunday school and like church because i was just like oh my god like i can already oh god. Hear, like, i can already hear like nat king cole singing it which is my favorite version of it but yeah like the little kids mm. angels sing glory to the newborn king oh my gosh like literally it's just it's you could play this over what is that called? The, like the nativity scene where like they reenact that shit? Yeah. What is that movie that like Vince Vaughn and Reese Witherspoon is in? It just reminds me of that. I just saw that on TV. Um, but yeah, like the kids do a great job. Like stellar. Like you guys are great. Your voices are very pretty. But but like, damn, I, I literally feel like I, I listen to the song and I'm like sitting in the pews again. I'm like, oh no. Oh no, it just sent me yeah. back. Where am I? <laughs> yeah. But um, yeah, yeah, yeah. So you know, um, an English. So the song itself uh, is an English Christmas carol that first appeared in 1739. And old, it's old. It's very yeah. old. Yeah, in the collection Hymns and Sacred Poems, the carol, based on Luke 2:14, tells of an angelic chorus singing praises to God on high. Huh. Yeah. Interesting. Yeah. Very interesting. And that is all I will say about that. Number nine, Christmas is coming. Christmas is coming. My favorite one. Tell me about it. What do you love about it? I love the bass part in this one. And then the piano. It's so fun. And then when um when it changes to it's 
my favorite part. And the bass is like boom, 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 boom. Oh, yeah. And it does like the, it does like the walk, the jazz walking. Mm-hmm. Oh, oh, it's so good. My favorite part is at a minute five. We're like, yeah, we're literally, we're talking about like the boom, 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 boom. Like that's, that's my favorite. Like how, oh, yeah. oh, oh, also, I think it's like that part. And then go to a minute 59 and try to see if you can hear this like I can. I don't know why. I can hear like La Bamba. I don't know. Do you hear it? Yeah. I don't know why that was like so stuck in my head. Yeah. I was like sitting here like, is this like tropical Christmas? Christmas is coming to the tropics. All I hear is La Bamba. <laughs> oh no i could totally i could totally see that oh yeah um but like this song it's very different to like a lot of the songs on the album it's like very loose and like upbeat like we got some of that in like skating but like this one with like the boom 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 i, I liked it it's very it's very it's very i love it it's very bright this is another one where you said like one of your notes says makes me want to shake my booty oh yeah it does make me want to shake my booty <laughs> <laughs> love it um, track 10, Fur Elise. And again, a classic. What can I say? Yeah. What can I say? For, for Elise, yeah. it is uh, Bagatelle number 25 in A minor for solo piano, commonly known as Fur Elise, is one of Ludwig von Beethoven's most popular compositions. The score itself was not published until 1867, which is 40 years after Ludwig's death in 1827. I think it was discovered by this other guy. um, And then it was like published in a book. And then it was like reinterpreted uh, and added to by like another guy. Like I, for for Elise is just, is just very pretty. I don't listen to a lot of, um, you know, a lot of like classical music, but that like it's very, it's very yeah. very pretty. I like it. I like uh, the way it builds. Mm-hmm. I it's not one of my it's not my favorite classical score, and I'd like at some point for you to listen to it. Um, it's Bach's Toccata in and uh, Fugue in D minor, um, but there's an artist that I lo- I love that she, how she plays it. It's uh, Anna Lapwood. She, ah. it, but yeah, box Takata and Fugue in D minor. It's so fuck. It's it's literally vampire music. It's so sinister. And That's cool. It's it's gorgeous. And the way that Anna Lapwood plays it in, um, oh god, it's like some concert hall or something like that. It's absolutely nuts. Mm, that must sound gorgeous. Mm-hmm. And and uh, plus, I think she plays that on like one of like the largest organs in the world, and Shit. so like just imagine playing that and being able to feel the music all around you, like yeah. just oh, gigantic instrument, really really cool. Oh, cool! It makes sense that this particular song is in the album because one of the Peanuts character Schroeder, the one mm-hmm. who plays the piano, I'm pretty sure it's Beethoven that he's like low key obsessed with. Oh yeah, that makes sense. And he and he plays. I can't remember what song he plays on the piano. It might be this one. I don't know, but it makes sense that this is that this song is on here definitely mm-hmm. for for Schroeder, if no one else. Yes. Yes, and then coming to number eleven, which is my number three, the Christmas song. Like, 
this one again it's another song that threw me because mm -hmm. like i was listening to it and it was like i was getting that like recognition in the back of my mind where like i was so confused because like i just found myself singing along like um everybody knows a turkey and some mistletoe and i was just like sitting here like what the fuck is happening it's it, it's a classic and mm -hmm. it's called the christmas song but it's just it's so good like it's the pacing of it shook up like a familiar song and change it into something fresh and exciting for me. Cause it's like, it's, it's, it's really good. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. This is my favorite Christmas song like mm -hmm. ever, but specifically Nat King Cole's version. So this one really gets me. This is sorry. This is probably my number four. I would mm -hmm. say of my favorites. If there was, yeah. I just love it. <laughs> I oh, love how low-key this version is. Like, even when the bass and the drums come in at, like, a minute 42, it still has this light, airy feel, which I just feel like it's so comforting. I completely, I completely agree because it's like, okay, you listen to Nat King Cole, and he's, like, his vocals are so intense and bright and powerful, and, and, and it's so great. But then you listen to, like, this one, like, this version of Christmas Song, and it's, like, very subtle and chill, like you said, light and airy, and it it's, it's really great for that reason. But also, I really enjoyed it because it, like, very intensely highlights um, Vince Scaraldi's abilities as, like, a solo pianist before mm. the other instruments come in. Because it's like he's – you can tell that he's so talented and highlighted throughout the album. It's just, like, his, like, riffs and quick little, like, add-ins, like, how he does his thing. Like, it's – and this, yeah. this specific song is, like, a testament to, like – how skilled he is oh my god yeah i just love this one it's great that's it yeah that's it that's it period um track 12 green sleeves again first thing i learned to play on guitar i like it like green sleeves is a classic but not only is it a classic um like typical song but in the history books, I learned this because of listening to this album, and I kind of dug into it. So Greensleeves is a traditional folk song, a broadside ballad by the name A New Northern Ditty of Ye Lady Greensleeves was registered by Richard Jones at the Lunged Stationers Company in September of 1580. I was just going to try to read it as it's spelled. Oh, yeah, go ahead. A yeah, it's, it's, New Northern Ditty of ye lady, green slabs, green 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 slabs, green yeah, slabs. Because like, like new is spelled N E W E, and then ditty is spelled D I T T Y E. Lady has like an E at the end, and then instead of sleeves, it's S L E V E S. Green slabs, green slabs, <laughs> <laughs> and northern so, has uh, it's missing the second R, so it's northern. Northern. Oh, I guess it's I just like the the Boston way to say it. It's northern. northern. It's northern. Yeah. Oh God. Fucking English folks. A new northern ditty. A ye lady green sleeves. Fuck you. It's a great. <laughs> it's my favorite song. It's fifteen eighty. Cream we and still sugar. Talk like, we still talk Medium like this. Medium ice regular. Yeah. I put. I when I. <laughs> I didn't dump the tea in the harbor because I need to put extra extra cream and sugar in it. God, that's my that's 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 my that's my mom. Like my mom has like yeah. the thickest Boston accent I've ever fucking heard. My parents oh my. too. They're gonna listen to this and be like, "No, we don't." Uh, 
I uh, see. I can. Uh, okay, Stacy and Dan, this is directly to you. It's nothing against either of you. You're great. You're some of my favorite people. I can hear it more with Stacy than I can Dan. Yeah, like me with, too. Like with Dan is light. I was sta- It's just the way that that, that Stacy talks, and it's very. And yeah. like now that you point it out, I'm like, fuck, I can hear it. No, I love um, it though. It's so cute. N- no, I love that. But like my, uh, it's so funny. Like when between hearing like my mom and Caitlin's mom talking to each other, and like how vast like the difference is. Because my like, oh my god, it's funny. Because my mom grew up in Cambridge. Where's your? Too. Is your mom? F- oh, I was gonna ask what city your mom's from. Yeah, my mom grew up in Cambridge. Because my mom's from Chelsea, so that makes oh, sense she- that their accents are thicker. Yeah, yeah. My mom, my mom, proud has uh, proudly grown up in the projects of uh, of Cambridge. Mm. Oh yeah, oh yeah. Um, but so uh, specifically with green sleeves and the fifteen eight version, uh, green for Chaucer's age because it was f- uh, featured in the Canterbury Tales. Uh, this is a quote that I found. Um, is uh, green for Chaucer's age was the color of lightness in love, as explained in Neville Cogill's translation of the Canterbury Tales. Interesting. Yes, but green sleeves, like the bass and those drums, like the pacing, instantly jazzy. Um, the riffs that he does at two minutes eleven seconds j- immediately send me. Immediately, like two minutes. Two 11. minutes eleven. Let's two, see. Yeah, Oops. two minutes. Yeah. Oh God! Yeah, he's so nasty. Yeah, like he's just—he's just popping off at that he's point. He's just going. He's just showing off. Yeah. I, I oh my it. gosh! Yeah. Mm. I wonder how many takes this took. I know. To record. Like, like I, I can only imagine. Like, you know, is it is it one where they did like multiple takes? Like, is this one where they were just they were just going? Like next song, boom! Like, however. So it's because it's not like as structured, like the riffs that he does, like don't feel like, well, I'm going to put this here. I'm going to put this here. Like, it just feels like he's like, oh, I'm doing it. Here we go. I'm taking you along for a ride. Yeah, exactly. So moving on to track 13, uh, the Great Pumpkin Waltz. And this this feels like more autumnal than winter. The, The last two songs, which is, you know, the Thanksgiving and the Great Pumpkin Waltz, it's very... It surprised me because it's like, like at like ten seconds, like all of a sudden, there's like a new challenger. Like it's like, like it's like Super Smash Brothers. Like the like when you get like a new character, all of a sudden the flute comes in. I'm like, oh hello, oh this is like very. Mm -hmm. It adds it adds like something else. Like because whereas like the bass and the drums are lower, and then there's just the piano that's the higher component. All of a sudden, literally lighter than air, like the flute comes in. Yeah, and, and I'm like. I it's I I really liked it because you know where like it comes in through the song. Yeah, I like, I like how the flute is not overbearing though. Like it plays on a lower register than I feel like flutes usually do. Mm-hmm. And it just it just adds so much. And I like the the trumpet part where where it's like. But I also am biased because I love trumpet. No, I mean, hey, you, your bias is well founded. Like it's it's really it's really really pretty. Oh, especially like with the flute, uh, go to exactly one minute and like the way that the flute is like very like like the notes are like very like drawn out and like I don't know. I I'm not doing it justice because you're not listening to it how I am. My voice is horrible. But no, still. it's not. No. But I do hear what you mean. Yeah, it's very like elongated. Mm-hmm. 
it has a nice the flute has a really nice vibrato on it as well yes which is i like yeah it's very it's very very pretty and very another another very very relaxing one you think yes awesome definitely coming to the final track on the album the thanksgiving theme um compared to the last song this one jump scared me like mm-hmm. right because like when it comes in like zero seconds like the like whoa yeah <laughs> it, it opens kind of like makes very, me feel like i need to run yeah exactly like it's like very dramatic like it reminds me like if this was like a christmas song for the theme like it reminds me of like the little kids like running around the house or like whatever yeah like it's, like, it's, like a, it's like a little bit like chaotic but like mm-hmm. then it does mellow out at about 20 seconds where it has like the very like high plinky like piano it's yeah this is this is another like sort of like happy like very like upbeat like especially with like the of like the drums in the background i do like the drums a lot in this one and the piano again he's just so nasty with all like the noodling and stuff that he does also can i can i point out i like the way that you say noodling like i like i'll say like riff or like improv but like i've never heard anyone say noodling yeah, we used to say it. I might be using it as in the wrong context, but we used to get yelled at as children by our yeah. band director to not noodle like in between. Like if we played something and then she had to like address somebody in band and if like if Derek's over there like Oh yeah. She'd be like, No noodling, you know. Oh, oh, so that's like an ingrained band thing for you. Yeah. I like that. But yeah, I guess it's like the same thing as like riffing or, you know, whatever. Well, no, because it's like, because like you, you, you said it and like, I instantly know what you meant. I just thought I'd bring it up because I'm like, I like that. That's like a, that's like a fun, that's like a fun, funnier way to say it. You're like, you know, oh, like, oh, he, he was like, he's like riffing. He's just kind of going off. He's noodling. He's just, you know, he's just yeah. going, he's just noodling. Yeah, he's just noodling. He's yeah. Noodling. I like Thank it. Thank you. Yeah. So it's like, yeah. but this song, uh, uh, you know, other than like opening very dramatically and, you know, it's like very fun. It's the only Thanksgiving specific song that I can think of. I look, I, I can rack, I'm like racking my brain. Can't think of any Thanksgiving songs. Yeah. I, the only other Thanksgiving songs I know are from Bob's Burgers. Pass the cranberry sauce. sauce the mashed potatoes. Oh, the turkey looks, looks great. great. Thank you for loving Thank me. Thank you for loving me. Thank you. For Thank you for being there. <laughs> I love Lynn. Lynn. <laughs> me too. I love it. Oh um, my god, you kind of sound like him when you do that, Lynn. <laughs> oh my god, Lynn. Lynn. Oh, that was so good. <laughs> really? Yeah. Okay. Oh, thanks. I, I am. I am I nothing go, if not oh a my mimic god. or parent. Oh my god, Lynn. <laughs> I uh, love it. Uh, I also like the way that in that in the Thanksgiving episode, the way that Bob talks to the turkey, he's like, "Are you the one?" Yeah, I'm the one. The one. Take me home. Oh my goodness! <laughs> <laughs> I love it. Oh, I love it too. I just went to my friend Melissa's house recently, and fucking, she got a new rabbit, and like we were putting on, we were playing games, and like they, she she put on Bob's Burgers specifically for like the Thanksgiving and Christmas episodes, and like that came on, so I'm like, oh, I'm living. I'm living. Love it. Uh, but the thanks- it's one of the best. Oh, it's great. But the Thanksgiving song, I like it. It's great. Uh, at about 50 seconds to a minute 20, again, he just has like these like very fun, like 
improvs and i just i i i'm calling them out as i see them i'm highlighting them just because they're like very pretty and impressive and yeah vince Guaraldi as a whole on the whole for this album and as a solo performer whatever he he does and is doing i think it is really great and that is reflected across the album as a whole because that is the end that is the the, we've reached the end of the tracks list there are no more yes we have reached the end so sam vibes uh uh, just in its entirety album the vibes are immaculate 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 i love how classic this album has become the way that it took other classics and transform them into something else, something else that people now are very familiar with and have grown to love. I love the originals that he's done. The fact that songs like Linus and Lucy, you listen to it and you automatically think of the peanuts is obviously a magnificent thing to do is to create something that is so meaningful to so many people and stuff. Right. So yeah, the vibes are the vibes are giving. It's giving Christmas. It's giving. I already wrapped all my presents, and now I want more things to wrap. So, <laughs> wait, did you already get your presents and wrap them already? Yeah. Oh my god. Yeah, everybody. I, I shopped for everybody except for somebody. Somebody and somebody else. I see. Okay. Yeah. We will. We will not say. Yeah. Okay. But other than that, all my shopping is finished. I am so behind with my shopping. I, I'm probably gonna like order things and send them to people, and on Christmas be like, "Hey, this is what I got you. It's coming to your house. This year's a little bit weird." <laughs> Hell yeah, for that's a, totally fine. Well, hey, for a certain somebody. Oh, oh, whoa, whoa, maybe who knows? Who, 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 who knows who <laughs> that is? I don't, I don't know. Do you? I don't, I, I, I don't know. <laughs> uh, but uh, so yeah, the the. The vibes are immaculate. Christmas, Thanksgiving, holiday season. It just mm-hmm. stirs up my guts with Christmas cheer. And I yep. feel all warm and fuzzy inside. And I hope that you get the same feeling because it is great. And I hope you know you learned something about Vince Guaraldi or even learned who he is. Because that's what happened to me during this episode and during the production yeah. of this episode. Because I didn't know that he was a person. And now I do. Yeah. And we hope you had a very lovely Thanksgiving with yes. your loved ones. Oh, yeah. Or with yourself, if that's your vibe. Mm-hmm. That's what I did for half of Thanksgiving this year, and I loved it. Oh, yeah. However, yeah. whatever you're doing, however you're celebrating it, hopefully you had a good time and a happy Thanksgiving from Beso Profundo to you. Yes. Oh, yeah. But that is going to be all for us this episode we will catch you in the next few episodes because we're going to be kicking it up a notch into the christmas and holiday season because um this episode is going to be coming out the last week of november and then the next episodes are going to be all in december um yep until the end of December, not all of them forever, but yeah. So <laughs> uh, if you want to see and hear more of us and more of our uh, funny, silly faces and voices, check us out on basoprofundopodcast.com. 
I like that yeah. we can say that now. Hell yeah. Oh. You can also check us out on Instagram, which you can find from basoprofundopodcast.com, or you can search for us on Instagram at basoprofundopodcast. Or Twitter, uh, which you can find us on basoprofundo underscore. And I believe that's also linked on the website. Everything. Our, our website yep. is basically a portal for all of our other stuff. Go to basoprofundopodcast.com. You'll find all of our socials about us. You can listen to the, uh, you know, the most recent episode on there. Check out Sam's music. Music and mm-hmm. just figure out what's going on and what we're up to. And we'll be sure to, if there are any other developments, we will keep you in the loop. We'll talk about it on the podcast and we'll just keep it rolling. Easy greasy as usual. You know what I mean? Hell yeah. Lemon squeezy. <laughs> all right. So that is going to be the, it for all of us. And we will see you in the next episode. See you later. Goodbye. Goodbye. Oh, God.